0: don't live in a smaller world than the world God has given you. I wonder what your experience has been and what the consequences have been when either you have been forced by life's circumstance to live in a smaller world or when that limited world is a world that you have chose. I wonder about Easter's promise coming today To the woman who just now is waking up after spending the night on a steam grate with cardboard for a blanket. Or to an old man who is staring into space in the TV room of a nursing home. I wonder about Easter's promise today coming to our our world where day after day after day the reality of the raw, brutish political discourse is washing over us. How it comes to a world reeling in fear and terror, reeling from the abuse of children and the trafficking of women, or to the young woman who's looking at her bruises wondering what now and what next, or to the young man who's looking at the tracks in his arm wondering if there is a now, let alone a next. Life for us is being compressed into smaller and smaller shreds of expectation, even as on this day, God brings us God's most expansive hope. Jeffrey Harrison's poem, Renewal, begins, at the Department of Motor Vehicles to renew my driver's license, I had to wait two hours on one of those wooden benches like pews in a church of latter-day meaninglessness where there is no stained glass, no windows at all, in fact, no incense, other than the stale cigarette smoke emanating from the clothes of those around me, and no sermon, just an automated female voice calling numbers over a loudspeaker. And one by one, the members of our sorry congregation shuffled up meekly to the pitted altar to have our vision tested or to seek redemption for whatever wrong turn we've taken or to pay indulgences, or else be turned away as unworthy as piloting on our own journey. But when I paused to look around using the numbered ticket as a bookmark, it was as if the dim fluorescent light had been transformed to incandescence. The face of the Latino guy in the ripped black sweatshirt glowed with health and I could tell that the sulking white girl accompanied by her mother was brimming with secret excitement to be getting her first license, already speeding down the highway alone with all the windows open singing. How do you live in God's expansive world instead of the dull world we are so readily offered? In 2006, a Florida woman sold a decade-old grilled cheese sandwich that bore a striking resemblance to the Virgin Mary. She got $28,000 for it on eBay. On this Easter day, can we resolve not to live in a smaller world than what God has given to us? Whose story are you going to live today? Will it be your story or God's story? That grilled cheese Virgin Mary or the story of your horoscope? or the latest conventional wisdom or bullying or fear about the politics of the moment, or the most recent Facebook post that's been now forwarded 500,000 times supposedly containing wisdom. Those are all versions of living. But I wonder what happens to that grilled cheese and all our conventional wisdom when the diagnosis is dire when the addiction is gripping, when the divisions are heartbreaking, when the injustice is searing, and when hope gets smashed in a million bits. Whose story will you live then? The movie Groundhog Day is about a self-absorbed man, played by Bill Murray, forced to live the same day over and over again. When Groundhog Day's director Held Ramis died two years ago, One of the cast remembered, when we were at the end of the first week of shooting, Harold shot this huge scene where Bill Murray realizes finally time has stopped and he's living in a world of no consequences at all. So Bill Murray spray paints the room of his inn and he cuts his hair into a mohawk and he takes a chainsaw to the place and cuts everything in two, knowing that in the morning Everything will be back to normal. It was a difficult and expensive scene to shoot. It took three days. Everything that was destroyed had to be rebuilt. Paint had to be cleaned off the walls. The set had to be restored for different camera angles. Bill's mohawk toupee cost thousands. Harold shot the scene, looked at it, and threw it away. He replaced it with simplicity itself. Bill's about to go to sleep. He breaks a pencil and puts the two pieces on the nightstand. Next morning, cut to Sonny and Cher on the radio, Bill wakes up, the pencil is whole. When I saw this, the cast member said in a packed theater, the audience gasped, Harold had the courage to tell that story his own way. On this Easter day, do we have the courage to receive God's story? in God's way, life out of death, hope out of despair, love in every unlikely broken place. Easter is the gift of God's capacity. John's account of Easter begins in the dark and with lots of running to and from the now empty tomb. What's distinctive about Easter's story in John's Gospel is that all that running echoes the endlessly creative life of God bursting with easter energy john wants them to know that easter has been has given all disciples power to become children of god that's a story that's a capacity for living that we cannot invent on our own or get from a decade old grilled cheese Don't live in a smaller world than what God has given to you. Matthew's account is about being shaken by an earthquake. The earthquake does not cause the tomb to open. It's a consequence of resurrection. As one New Testament scholar has pointed out, Easter is not about human capacity or possibility. It's wholly about God's capacity and God's determination. Goodness and mercy do not happen because smart people just will themselves to do better. Death is transcended, not just because goodness naturally lives on. God acts at the boundary of life we call death and does something entirely new. We're confronted with God's possibilities, not our own on Easter. Don't live in a smaller world than the world God has given to you. Easter is God's gift of capacity. The father of cellist Yo-Yo Ma spent World War II in Paris where he lived alone in a garret throughout the German occupation. In order to restore sanity to his world, He would memorize violin pieces by Bach during the day, and then at night, during the blackout, he would play them alone in the dark. The sounds made by the reverberating strings held out promise of order and hope and beauty. Later, his son Yo-Yo took up his father's advice to play a Bach suite from memory every night before going to bed. Yo-Yo Ma says, this isn't practicing. It's contemplating, you get to be alone with your soul. How does your life this Easter hold out promise of order and hope and beauty? Please don't live in a smaller world than that which God has given you. It was a fine cry Loud and long, but it had no bottom and it had no top. Just circles and circles of sorrow. One of Toni Morrison's characters says that, facing a deep personal loss. Easter's capacity, you see, doesn't just lead us to wonder and to awe, but also expands our capacity to bear loss and to grieve. The women who went to the tomb on Easter morning and the men, hanging back, of course, who received their astounding news, all were still living in a smaller world where grief is the sad, necessary transaction of our life. But at the tomb, those circles and circles of sorrow, they're transformed. They're not adapted, they're transformed. They're not accommodated, they're transformed. They're not transacted. They are transformed. Easter is about giving up the dubious comfort of human appearances where everything works or seems to, Anne Lamont has said. It's about giving up on the superficial in order to go way down below. It's about the necessity of, be, of being wiped out of what you think holds you together to face a benevolent annihilation without all the stuff you think defines you, which we call reality. Because you have to give up some false stuff to get to the true. We can throw all this stuff off the side of the boat. We'll be fine. The stuff gets thrown overboard, but you come. You come to. This is Easter message, that awakening is possible to the goodness of God. Don't live in a smaller world than the world God has given to you. Wander into New York City's jazz club, The Village Vanguard, on any weekday evening, and who knows, you might be treated to a trumpet solo by Wynton Marsalis. Uh, indeed, one Tuesday night, Wynton Marsalis exalted in the jazz universe was part of a small combo offering up some bebop classics. The set started off kind of unremarkable, but then Marsalis stepped into the microphone to offer up a solo called I Don't Stand, A Ghost of a Chance With You. It was a melancholy song full of murmurs and sighs, and Marsalis performed it with deep feeling and expression. At the climax of the song, He played the final phrase in such a way that the trumpet seemed to give actual voice to the heartfelt words, I don't stand, a ghost of a chance. The audience sat in awe, listening in silence. Then it happened. In the middle of that sacred silence, the song's most dramatic point, someone's cell phone erupted in one of those chirpy electronic sing-song melodies. In an instant, the spell was broken. Marsalis paused for a beat. Standing motionless, he arched his eyebrow. The embarrassed cell phone user fled the scene as quickly as he could. The conversation in the club grew louder. Marsalis could have stepped down right then, disgusted, the gig over. But he didn't move, instead he brought the the trumpet to his lips and began replaying that stupid cell phone melody note for note. (laughs) Then he played it again, then he played it again. And then he began improvising variations on the theme The members of the audience quieted back down and began to listen up. He changed keys once or twice and then seamlessly eased back into ballad tempo and in just a few minutes, finishing his improvisation exactly where he had left off. I don't stand a ghost of a chance with you. Easter truly means you don't have to live in a smaller world than the world God has given to you. This was Maya Angelou's testimony. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still, like dust, I rise. Just like moons, like suns, with the certainty of tides, just like hope springing high, still I'll rise. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness, but still, like air, I'll rise. Out of the huts of history, shame, I rise. Up from a past that's rooted in pain, I rise. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak that wonderfully clear, I'll rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave I am the dream and the hope of the slave, I rise, I rise, I rise. Like a breathless race, like an earthquake, like a thunderbolt, like a whisper. Easter comes today and finds the woman who's just now getting up from a night on the steam grate with cardboard for her blanket Easter finds two kids chirping like birds in the branches of the tree they just climbed. It finds the bride as she walks down the aisle on her uncle's arm. Easter confronts a society today contending within itself for its own soul. And Easter boldly resists to give in to a world gripped in fear. It finds the old man staring into space in the TV room of a nursing home. It finds the young woman staring at her bruises, wondering what now and what next. It finds the young man looking at the tracks in his arms, wondering if there is any now or next. And Easter finds you and me struggling to live beyond the dulled world where we too often find ourselves. So what do I actually believe happened that morning on the third day after he died? Fred Beekner once wrote, I speak very plainly here. He got up, he got up. He said, don't be afraid. Love is the victor, death is not the end. The end is life. Existence has greater depths of beauty and mystery and blessing than the wildest visionary ever dared to dream. Christ our Lord is risen. Friends, pray any prayer. Cry any tears. Laugh with a joy you have long since forgotten. Embrace what you don't know for sure. Let God improvise hope right in the middle of your life. Use all your vital powers to receive this word of resurrection. And with your whole heart, give thanks to God who remembers you always. But just don't ever again live in a smaller world than God has given to you on this day. By this word Christ the Lord is risen today. Alleluia.